Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I'm going to be talking to you this week about a really popular topic that we get lots and lots of questions about, and I think will be really helpful for you guys to understand a little bit more about what's going on and the best way for you to get the results you want in core strength. So the topic today we're talking about is fitness versus rehab. And specifically, functional core rehab and core strength type fitness. So it's really common for many of us when we're feeling weak, disconnected, kind of frumpy in our body that we think, I need to build strength. And you absolutely probably do need to build strength. And so when we think we need to build strength, our first thing is we need to work out. We need to start exercising more. We need to join a gym or get back to fitness or start running or start lifting weights. And, um, you know, fitness and, and working out does build strength. But often what we see with functional core weakness, and specifically with diastasis recti, separation of the abdominal wall, is that this is not just a weakness issue. Weakness is a component of what's going on, but this is primarily a muscle imbalance issue, which means that internal core muscles, like specifically that transverse abdominus, that corset muscle that's supposed to wrap around your body and hug you and be a meaty corset that holds you up all day long, That muscle is looking like a deflated balloon. It's inactive or less active than some of your other muscles that are overworking. And what other muscles that are overworking really depends on the individual. Sometimes it's other parts of your abdominal wall. Your rectus abdominis or your obliques are really working extra hard, but the internal transverse muscle is off the radar. Sometimes it's the muscles of your glutes are tense all the time and they're like tight but weak, if that makes sense. You're tensing them up all the time, but you don't have any strength to do what you glutes need to do, like squat and climb upstairs and jump and do different things like that. Um, sometimes your hip flexors are what are tight or your upper back muscles or your chest muscles or your neck muscles or your pelvic floor muscles. If your corset muscle is inactive and not doing its job, some other part of your body is working overtime, is working overtime and so much so that those muscles are not just strong, but they're tight. And that weakness in one area and tightness in the other area creates movement patterns that require us to use 
holding our breath or bracing or tension for stability, or we it also creates uh, a tug of war or ineffective pressure on parts of our body, specifically on the abdominal wall. So you were designed to be a stable, grounded, kind of solid oak with roots, you know, that spread out and branches that spread out. Really stable, not a jellyfish where we just drift around and get thrown around by every wave, right? We, we have this trunk, which is our core, that is designed for stability so that our arms and legs can move pretty freely like the branches of a tree. All right, and so if you don't have that solid tension in the middle, your body looks for other strategies to function. And sometimes those other strategies are um, effective for uh, a while, and then they are not effective because, you know, they're survival strategies. Survival strategies have short-term shelf lives, and uh, they don't allow you to thrive long-term. So fitness is a way that we actually challenge ourselves. We challenge the muscle to build strength. We challenge your lungs to build endurance or muscles to build endurance. We challenge our body to increase flexibility. So we're pushing ourselves. Challenges need to be built on a foundation. You know, if they're not built on a solid foundation, you're going to be challenging. Your challenges are going to simply reinforce the patterns that you're already using. So if you are somebody that needs to use their glutes to hold their body up and then they go to work out, the first muscle your body is going to recruit are your glutes because you have your brain has a real strong connection to that and that muscle is familiar and that muscle is reliable and so it's going to build more glute. Um or upper back muscle or chest muscle. Your body is gonna recruit kind of the things that you're using the most first. And this actually creates more of a muscle imbalance. Now there are restorative type fitness. There are fitness that have kind of a rehab foundation to them that do not do that to the same extent. But unless you do the, the work in rehab to really balance out those muscle imbalances um, at the foundational functional level, it's going to be hard to challenge and make headway. So uh, often it's so hard for clients and it's hard. It was super hard for myself as well, because I learned that I had a diastasis after I had started running. I had run a half marathon and I was doing yoga and I was working out again and I was starting to feel stronger but then my body kind of started to fall apart. And it was very frustrating for me to feel like I was just getting some of these pieces back to my life. And I realized everything I was doing was actually detrimental and not helping my body heal. It's really hard for clients to hear that we have to take a step back to move forward, but it's the truth. You often need to take a step back to reinforce the foundation before you move forward. And think of a foundation like a house. If you purchased a fixer-upper and you noticed that the foundation had a big crack in it and you kind of ignored it because you really just wanted to get the walls up and start framing and then you really, really wanted to see what that countertop was going to look like and you want to just kind of get the paint on the walls and get all the pretty 
things that make you feel good and you can see, but you're ignoring that crack in the foundation. At some point, that crack in the foundation is going to make everything shift and you're going to have to stop the renovation process, backtrack, and fix the foundation before you can move forward. Because if the foundation is not stable and, and not reliable, then you're, the walls are going to shift. And if the walls are going to shift, then things are going to crack. And then maybe that countertop is going to be uneven. And all the things that you wanted to do are going to start to fall apart. And that's, that's if you think in that term, in those terms, a diastasis is, or functional core weakness is like you finding a crack in your foundation and you need to kind of put on the brakes, pump the brakes a little bit and go and get that fixed. And if you've ever built a house, you know that the foundation often feels like the longest part to get going. Everything else starts to kind of truck along, but boy, when they're building that foundation, it takes a really long time. Um, in, in, you know, comparison to, you know, the other things that you, you do, like you can get countertops on in one day, but the foundation takes uh, several weeks, um, if not months to kind of level the ground and prepare everything before you set everything and you get going. So we need to go and look at that foundation first. And so what we do at the tummy team, we have a rehab process, what we call functional core rehab. We also have a functional pelvic floor rehab. We also have a prenatal core training, but all of these things are working at the foundational level so that we can build a beautiful house on top of it. That's not going to just live last like one season, but it's going to last the rest of your life. Okay, it's this is your forever home and we really want you to build that strength so that you feel confident um, in that foundation for the rest of your life. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between the rehab process and the fitness transition or fitness guidelines. So the rehab process has some very specific steps, but then a lot of generalization within it. The, the steps that we feel are essential start with education, um, understanding the anatomy and physiology of your body, understanding how muscles are built, um, how the alignment, how posture works, how the alignment in your body works, how your body uses the core muscles um, to elongate you, not to crunch you, and to draw in on the exhale, not to hold your breath and suck in, but to exhale and draw in, not inhale and draw in. And understanding how the diaphragm, the pelvic diaphragm, and the transverse abdominis all work together as like this cylinder that supports your spine and supports your organs and gives you that internal stable core. So education, we, we need to know what our body does and we need to know why we're doing what we're doing or we could be doing the wrong things for the right reasons or the right things for the wrong reasons. But we wanna do the right things for the right reasons to get the right results, all right? So it starts with education and education leads right into awareness. Once you have some education, your wheels are start turning. You're gonna go like, oh, 
I didn't realize how important posture was to my core strength. And now I'm aware of how poor my posture is. I didn't realize how holding my breath and bearing down for bowel movements is pushing out of my tummy. Now I notice how I do that all the time. I didn't notice how every time I do a crunch, it pushes out of my stomach where I'm really trying to flatten my tummy and lengthen my core. But all of my exercises I do for core crunch me and bulge my stomach. So what's going on there? Awareness is about learning about what's working and what's not. And sometimes it's a little frustrating because the things that we become aware of first are the things that are not good. <laughs> They're usually negative things, right? And, um, but you know, without awareness, you're going to just keep doing things without even knowing you're doing the wrong thing. So awareness, we always say is 50% of the solution. If you're just not only know the things that are going to help and know the things that are hurting you, but start becoming aware of when you're doing both of those things. Now it's only 50% of the solution. You still need strategies and tools and implementation of those tools for you to really heal. You can't just know stuff and not do stuff. All right, so the next step is connection. Um, most of us are very disconnected from that internal core muscle. Often the reason that we, the, we have a diastasis or functional core weakness is because we've disconnected from those muscles, whether they were stretched out with weight gain, stretched out with a pregnancy, whether there was some kind of surgery injury, whether you had some kind of trauma to your body. There's some reason that it's hard to feel those internal muscles, and that's where we look at the neuromuscular re-education, the brain-body connection, and how your body communicates back to your brain where your corset muscle is and how your brain sends the right signals to your body and how you can start increasing blood flow, uh, sensory feedback, and um, just overall awareness and connection to those muscles so that you re can recruit more muscle and it builds more muscle and it helps you to kind of turn that deflated balloon into more of a meaty corset because you now are sending the right signal to the right muscle. Sometimes people think they're doing the right muscle when they're actually doing their glutes or their inner thigh or their rectus abdominis instead of their transverse abdominis or they're holding their breath instead of exhaling and engaging. So that connection is key because if you're not connected, you're sending the wrong messages to the wrong muscles. All right, the next step is, and this kind of comes with the awareness part too, but we start implementing your alignment, understanding neutral pelvis, neutral rib cage, and setting the bones of the pelvis and the rib cage up so that the transverse that's in between those um, can do their job. So we always talk about those like kind of two halves of the Easter egg. The, there's like two bowls, one upside down bowl and one right side up bowl. And those bowls should be lined up right on top of each other. But most of us are in kind of curved, collapsed or side bending postures a good portion of our day with our tail tucked or our tail lifted or our ribs flared or collapsed, something along those lines. So not only do we in the rehab process, do we need to understand what that alignment's doing, but we give you strategies to start correcting some of those alignment things by setting up your environment to support you, looking at the furniture you sit in, looking at how you stand and how you sit and how you walk. 
and giving you strategies to start changing that so that the core that you've just become aware of and connected to can now start to support and have opportunities in those alignments to do what they need to do. We're creating opportunities. And around this time, we start to realize how difficult it is to stand up tall because we have compensation patterns. We have all those tight muscles that we were talking about in the beginning when we talked about the muscle imbalance. Those tight muscles have been trying to hold us, but they don't hold us the same way. And, you know, it would be really easy back at the awareness level to say, oh, look, your hamstrings are really tight. Let's release those. Or look, your pec muscles are really tight. Let's release those. But we are intentional about not releasing those muscles until we've developed some connection, some alignment, and some initial core strength. I look at it kind of like that Jenga game. You know, that Jenga game is, is you know, if you tap uh, one of those little, those little rectangles and it doesn't want to move, then don't pull on that one, right? Because that is holding the weight of something else. I always look at if those hamstrings are tight and I notice it right away, they are trying to do a job. Whether it's effective or not, they're trying to do a job. And until I take the weight off of them, then it's we're not going to get anywhere. If I pull that piece out too soon, everything's going to fall right? It's, it's going to collapse the system. So instead, we strengthen up the system and then we look for the easiest things to release first so that your body starts to trust itself. And we start to develop this balance between strength and mobility, strength and flexibility. And it's not just tight stretch, tight stretch, okay? Or tight, weak, tight, weak. We, we give you strategies to systematically release things and then replace it with the core strength that you're developing and then implement it in functional integration. And that's the next step of the rehab process, really integrating it into your real life. And we're already doing this at this point because we're already talking about how you're sitting at the desk and how you're carpooling the kids and how you're changing the baby's diaper and how you're lifting up your toddler and how you're unloading the dishwasher. We're already talking about that, but we start talking about it even more as we start doing more challenging things, like how we're engaging when we're changing the sheets on the bed where we have to kind of bend over and pull at the same time, or we're gardening in the in the yard and how we have to really connect to those muscles in some functional things that we do on a pretty regular basis. Then we start talking about fitness and challenge. Um, It's at the very end of the rehab process, not at the beginning, at the end, because it's a challenge and we needed to re-fortify that foundation before we started adding challenges, before we start putting weight or resistance or start multitasking where we're doing our arms and legs in two different ways and we have to coordinate all these things to this really newly connected core alignment um, strategy. And this muscle balance that we've just now developed, we need to reinforce into the fitness process. So at the end of that rehab process, we transition you into what we call tummy safe or tummy smart fitness. Tummy safe fitness means things that are not going to continue to damage you or hurt you. Tummy smart fitness transition is thinking about why you're doing it, the right reasons, the intentionality of it. So we have some fitness guidelines when we get to that point. 
So the first guideline, we typically start everybody upright, sitting and standing versus laying down, bent over, side bending, upright because we want to be in optimal alignment. We want those two bowls lined up, the two sides of the Easter egg lined up. We want that alignment lined up so that we can exhale and engage on the effort. So once we get you in the right alignment, that breath and using your breath to exhale and engage the internal core muscle on the effort of what you do, that you, you can't start that while you're doing something complicated. You have to start it in basic ways and then we, we build it. So we start out simple, like one movement at a time and slow. So simple like, you know, bicep curls or overhead press or upright rows or a hamstring curl something like that, not doing arms, legs, and core all at the same time. We're gonna do arms and core, then legs and core, and then a different arms and core. And we're gonna go slow so we can exhale on every rep. So we get that connection. Once that has been developed, then we start adding some speed, some complexity, some coordination. Once you get good at that, then you add some alternate alignments, laying down, side bends, you know, um, on your back, on all fours, those different things, on an incline. And then we, we really, in, in the, whole, the whole picture of the fitness, we build that foundation and we build that really smart connection so that we're avoiding holding our breath and bulging and bracing and crunching and clenching and all the compensations that come with doing things too fast um, without the right foundation. This eliminates injuries, right? It eliminates, um, you know, overusing a muscle too much. And it also gives you so much more bang for your buck because once that core muscle, the transverse abdominis, one of the biggest muscles in your body, once we train it to activate with every exercise, then you are reinforcing your core with everything. And we're, we're, we're not only pulling the diastasis, the separated abdominal together and allowing that connective tissue to heal, but we're reinforcing that movement pattern when we do all the different exercises that we do and all the different ways that we're challenging. And as we start to add challenges to a, a really strong foundation, it only solidifies that foundation even more because now we're building blocks on top of it in a way that you, your body can really hold and thrive in. So this is how we get to doing the right things for the right reasons to get the right results, right? We. We want you to understand why you're doing what you're doing um, and, and give you the strategies to do the right things and then feel the confidence of those results so you're not scared, you're not concerned, you're not hurting yourself so you can move to the next step. The other thing that's different about our approach and how we start looking at fitness when we come out of a rehab process is we really start looking at it as consistency over intensity. A lot of fitness programs are like push, 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 power through, power through, push, push, push. But really, when you do that, it's hard to maintain a consistent workout when you need a lot of recovery after each workout. 
But if we can get consistency over intensity, which means like maybe small things that you can do on a daily basis, that builds up that foundation even stronger. And then you may have you know, certain workouts that are higher intensity, but you're building those high intensity workouts on the consistency of and the foundation of all those other workouts. So we consistency is going to win over intensity in the long run. Whatever you do the most wins. So if you do one great workout a month, it's not going to be nearly as good as doing, you know, 20 decent workouts over the month. Okay. The other thing to recognize about fitness um, that you can build on after you've built that foundation is that once you've got that connection, you can start introducing a lot of different coordinations. It doesn't mean you have that connection and now all of a sudden you can go to a Zumba class and do the most advanced dance move and still stay connected to your core but you can build up to it. You can build the coordination by building one layer on top of the other because now you have the connection to that first piece. The other thing that's really important about having this foundational component of rehab going into fitness is you learn the difference between a co-contraction of a muscle and a compensation of a muscle. So co-contraction means that the core muscle and the glutes are working together at the same time to support you in a squat exercise or in a squat activity. Versus compensation means the core is not doing its job, it's pushing out, the glutes are doing everything for the core and the butt at the same time. Compensation means you're taking over for a a muscle. Co-contraction means you're working together as a team and each part is doing its job. We want the co-contraction over the compensation. So compensation, you might think about like when you're doing like a <clears throat> to, to push on that bench press. Now you're holding your breath, you're tensing up your jaw, you're pushing in other muscles that aren't really your chest muscles. But if you are to go <sighs> and extend, draw the transverse in, exhale, keeping the jaw open, and then pushing through your arms. Now you've got your chest muscles doing a job and your core stabilizing your spine at the same time. That's the co-contraction that is going to be foundational and is gonna last. That's the strategy that you wanna cling to and create as a muscle memory. So it's all about being intentional, you know, really thinking about why am I doing this? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? What are your goals? What do you want to be strong for in your life? Is your workout helping you meet your goals or is it just something you like to do? And that's okay if it's something you like to do because that maybe that's a goal. Stress relief or joy is a goal, right? Um, But recognize if it's not bringing you joy and you hate it and it's not meeting your goals, then you need to pick something different because you're not going to be able to maintain that and it likely will lead to injury. So you want to be purposeful, intentional, meaningful, understand why you're doing what you're doing, and really think about goals. And if you're not quite sure what are my goals, where do I want to go, how do I want to get there, or I know my goals, but I have no idea how to get there, then you can do an e-session with me. I'm really good at helping you set meaningful sub-goals to your main goal and getting you where you want to go. Um, But you have to sometimes step back and rebuild that foundation.
So the Tummy Team has several foundational courses, and we've talked about this before, but um, Core Foundations and Core Foundations for Men are our eight-week foundational courses, and um, we also have Floor of Your Core, which is a foundational course that's, that starts with the core and then goes in-depth into functional pelvic floor strength. And then we have prenatal core training, which is a foundational course as well, but it's designed for people to take while they're pregnant. So those are kind of our foundational courses. And then we have our core smart fitness transition, which is a 10 week transition into fitness that take, gives you five workouts a week for 10 weeks that are still between eight and 20 minutes long each day but they build in complexity and intensity over those 10 weeks while keeping you in optimal alignments, cueing your core and helping you feel really smart and uh, intentional about your transition back into fitness. So, and then from there, there's all kinds of fitness options. We love fit to be our fitness partners. They have over 200 workouts that are great for you, for you to choose from. And there are other ways that you can transition into fitness. But once you really feel like you have that foundation and then you have that transition with the guidelines that we could take you through, now you're going to have re- some tools that are going to help you be successful in the long run. Okay, so that is the big, the big difference between fitness and rehab and it's important to know the difference because we all want to be fit and we all want to be strong but sometimes you have some muscle imbalances and we have we have a little test for you to know what kind of what kind of help you need where your functional core strength is and we're going to put that in the podcast notes it's a little kind of test your functional core strength quiz that we have on our website Um, We also have a quiz about which course should I do? Because sometimes people will say, I have pelvic floor problems and I have core problems, which is the course for me. Or they have other questions about their core and they want to know what's the best course. So we also have a quiz for that too. We have tons of free resources at thetummyteam.com. We really want to be a resource to you so that you get the right information and um, take the right steps for you. So check out what we're doing at the Tummy Team. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please share our podcast with others. And if you have been working with the Tummy Team and you have a story to share, let me know. I would love to interview you on our podcast and share your story to others. Okay? Thanks, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.